Hi, this is Constance Towers, and welcome to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television. Jeffrey Mark will join us in our second hour. Jeffrey Mark, Emmy Award winning and Grammy Award nominated writer, producer, performer, author, music and TV historian, and showbiz rack on tour. Jeff has written excellent biographies of Ella Fitzgerald, Ethel Merman, and Lucille Ball. He has also been fortunate enough to have had close personal friendships with such TV icons as Suzanne Plachette, Tom Poston, Pat Harrington, Jack Riley, and Rip Taylor. Matter of fact, Jeff will tell us a story about a word of advice that Rip Taylor gave him early in his career as a performer that changed the course of Jeff's career. Jeffrey Mark will join us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you don't need me to tell you how difficult 2020 has been so far, but coronavirus pandemic aside and ramifications of the national Lockdown aside, it has been a very difficult year with regard to our TV icons. Many notable stars of classic TV shows have passed away since the first of the year, including James Drury. James Drury, the actor known around the world as the star of The Virginian, one of the longest-running westerns ever to air on television, second only to Gunsmoke and Bonanza, and a very, very important show in the history of of Universal Television and the career of Roy Huggins. Joining us now is our friend Paul Green. Paul's many books on television include A History of Television's The Virginian. It has been at least three or four years since your last visit, Paul. Uh, I, I, it's, it's hard to believe. Um, we've talked a few times off mic about having you back on. We hadn't done it yet until now. I'm sorry, it's a sad occasion that prompted your return to our program, but it's always good to talk to you nevertheless. Yeah, same with you, Ed. It's good to talk to you again. We mentioned in our open, uh, you know, obviously James Drury was, he, he was the Virginian. He played him for nine years, even though he worked steadily in television and movies. Prior to that, it was the role for which he was best known. You talked to him several times uh, while you originally wrote the book and in the years subsequent to that, so he became a friend of yours. I am very sorry for your loss. Yeah, it was sad news when I heard that it died, especially it was, um, I think, four days short of his 86th birthday. So he died April 6th, and his, um, I think his birthday is April the... 18th. Yeah, it's as this is a fluke of the calendar. We're recording this on the 21st, so it's just a few days after what would have been Jury's 86th birthday. Now, you mentioned that when you first talked to Jury around 2005, when you were originally researching and writing your book, he was accommodating to you. He opened a lot of doors for you, but he was also very private i mean if if i understand correctly he would stay mostly on topic with regard to the virginian but that changed that evolved over the years didn't it yeah yeah it became more open at the conventions and um, there's a few sites where he narrates his life story and talks with a great affection about his uh, maternal grandfather from oregon who traveled west with a wagon train and uh, really influenced um, 
story because um, he used to go up to his ranch in Oregon and that's where his love of the outdoors and horses came from and where he actually um, states that um, he partly based his character of the Virginian on his grandfather. So that he was a great influence on him. When I started writing my book in 2005, um, I was originally introduced, I had originally taught to, to James Drury in England, when I still lived in England, and uh, the writer Kirby Jonas introduced me to him, because Kirby Jonas was working with um, James Drury in a series of Western novels, and he was narrating them. And uh, so um, that's how I got his phone number. Then uh, I was originally phoning him about my Pete Jewell book, which I started before my Virginian book. Uh, and then he got to talking about uh, working on the men from Shiloh and stuff. And then the next time I talked to him was when I'd moved to Virginia. And he asked that um, I write a series of questions for him and uh, mail it to his um, Houston address and he, um, then he went over them and then phoned me to say that he found the questions intelligent and with the knowledge of the series so he, he really vetted me before he agreed to the interview. That makes sense because uh, as we mentioned in our open Drury played the Virginian for nine years uh, it was a significant part of his life. And given that uh, he was a very particular man to begin with, it, it makes sense that he would want to make sure that the person who wants to talk to him about the Virginian did his homework. Oh, yeah, he wanted to make sure it wasn't just somebody who casually had watched the show and was just after some cheap interview. I had to really show my professionalism and uh, how I approached it. And um, and obviously the interview went so well that he actually then introduced me to Gary Clark and um, Roberta Shaw. He gave me their phone numbers, and because of the, his recommendation, they agreed to interview me. And then uh, Roberta, in turn, gave me Randy Boone's number. So I got um, all those interviews ind directly and indirectly as as from James Drawer because up until that point, um, around 2005, there wasn't a great convention scene at that time for the Virginian. There'd been a convention in Williamsburg, and I think that was the first time that it, it actually um, reunited with some of the cast. And so I was in there when it was beginning to get hold again, but he still didn't get hold and still, until it started being shown on INSP and STARS, and when it was on STARS, it gained a following, but and then on INSP, it gained a really quite a big following, and to this day, they're still showing it on INSP, even though this, the shows are edited down, um, not like STARS that show the completely original 90-minute, um, well, 75-minute episode. Roberta Shore, Randy Boone, Gary Clark, and James Drury are among the many alumni of the Virginian that Paul Green interviewed for his excellent book, A History of Television's 
The Virginian, 1962 and 1971, A History of Television's Virginian, a comprehensive biography of the landmark TV series. James Drury, the star of The Virginian, passed away this past Monday, April 6th, a few days shy of his 86th birthday. To learn more about Paul, to learn more about his Virginian book, TheVirginianTV.wordpress.com. TheVirginianTV.wordpress.com is Paul's website. I have a copy of the hardbound edition of your book, A History of Television's The Virginian. Paul is a beautifully bound edition, a lot of photographs, a lot of information, a lot of the backstory of the show, which, which yeah, particularly interests... Thanks, thanks to Frank Price, yes. who's um, still with us. And, and and I'm still in regular contact with Frank Price was one of the many people that you talked to for a history of television, The Virginian, because um, he was obviously running the show after Roy Huggins left in the second season, and so he ran it until 1965, then came back in 1966 after Norma Macdonald came on the show for a rather unsuccessful season four. But then when he came back in season six, he had a bit more of a handle on the characters. And in season four, Norm MacDonald really didn't have a great handle on some of the characters. And so some of the continuity was a, a bit off. Paul Green's on the line with us. Paul's books on film and television include a history of television's The Virginian, 1962-1971. Excellent behind-the-scenes History of the Landmark TV Western starring James Drury. James Drury passed away Monday, April 6th at the age of 85. You mentioned um, a little while ago, you mentioned uh, the conventions that Drury uh, went to in the last decade or so. And it was not, um, they, they weren't just the conventions in the United States. Uh, he would travel the world. I understand he even went to a convention in Ireland. Oh, yeah, he, he visited Ireland. Um, I forget what the year was, but, yeah, that was some really high publicity because he was visiting his ancestors who came from Ireland. And so that was all over the media. And the Virginian was being shown in Ireland at that time. Um, he, he promised to go back again, but he never he never found the time to get back. Um, obviously, he was so, so busy with all these conventions. I mean, that was like... You know, a regular career for, for him. He was very um, high profile in promoting the show and obviously that, that helped bring the show into the mainstream again and get more of a cult following because before then, it in when the show ended, it sort of disappeared for a while and it was hard to find episodes anywhere and uh, so he, he brought it back and then eventually they released all the episodes on DVD so with introductions by the cast. So he really um, brought it back into the limelight. And now that, he's, now that he's passed away, he was definitely the leader. I mean, he, everything highlighted around him. He was, you know, if it was, if it was at a convention, he was in the middle space as the leader. And uh, so, um, I mean, Gary Clark has got a very extrovert personality, so... If he decides to continue with the conventions, I'm sure um, he'll keep the show alive because of the of the ones that are surviving. I think Paul, Gary's got the most storytelling in him. Would would go back to talking about jury in general, but in, in just a second. But just to touch on something you just said, 
uh, you mentioned that for a while uh, the series was not in circulation after it ended its network run. Was that because it was an odd length? It was a 90-minute show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a 75-minute show or 90 minutes with adverts. And I think that it was hard to fit into a network schedule in syndication. And there was um, a time when the I think they cut them down to like 60 minutes. And even INSP has cut it down from 75 minutes. Um, I mean, if you, I've, I've watched some episodes and, you know, sometimes the editing... It's a bit haphazard, and there's key scenes that are missing, and um, I, I just feel there should be more care in the editing of some of the shows, um, but it's all about sponsors, and it's all about getting it out there, and I suppose having it on air is better than not having it on air, so... Yeah, and especially at a time such as now, when uh, more and more of us are looking for comfort in familiar faces, familiar shows. If we love Westerns, if we don't have the Virginian in our home video, home entertainment collection, it's good to know that they are available, albeit edited down, for viewing throughout the week on INSP. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, the, the, another aspect is... Um they don't tend to show all the episodes from the later seasons. And it seems that the uh, the early seasons are always more popular than the later seasons. But um, that's always been the case. There's a lot of people who, you know, even fans, when a show's been on the air for like nine years, they're not as enthusiastic about watching it as they are in the first four or five seasons. So in syndication, you always find that the... The latter seasons are a bit chopped apart, so with um, episodes missing. Uh, but that's, uh, they did actually get round to showing the men from Shiloh eventually, which was good. But, you know, it's good that INSP has got a Western, seems to have a, a Western network, more or less. I know it's um, more of an evangelical network, inspirational channel it is. Uh, but um, it just show a lot of westerns because they have family values. You know, the old-fashioned westerns have family values, and they're, all, they're always great morality tales. And so um, that's why the uh, the popular on that sort of network it fits in well with the with the schedule. And this is a point of pride for you, Paul, um, because not only you know the show inside out because you wrote the history of television's The Virginian, but if I remember correctly, the Virginian has long, long been your favorite television show, or at least your favorite TV Western. And so, point of pride, you hate to see them edited down when you watch them today, but you understand why. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does annoy me somewhat, because uh, when I watched it originally in England, it was on the BBC, and the BBC didn't have commercials. So I was used to watching an entire episode without commercials uncut as well. They didn't cut the episode. So um, it's um, a bit frustrating when you when you see it chopped up. Um, if you go on Stars Encore, they have the, um, they have the complete episodes, but uh, for some reason they're not in high definition anymore. You get the screen cut down on both sides, or if it's expanded, the, the picture isn't really pin sharp. But 
I guess it wasn't filmed in HD. So <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Paul Green is with us to help us pay tribute to James Jury. James Jury, the actor known around the world as the Virginian. James Jury passed away Monday, April 6th at the age of 85. Paul's books include A History of Television's The Virginian, 1962-1971. Excellent behind-the-scenes history of The Virginian on television that includes interviews with James Jury, producer Frank Price, and many other the writer and actors who appeared on the show. And as Paul just mentioned, reruns of The Virginian are shown uncut on the Stars Encore channel. They are also shown with commercial interruption on the cable channel INSP. Obviously, Paul, the Virginian was the show for which he was best known. Uh, It was a show that he took pride in. He was the leader, as you said, in promoting the show. He was the straw that stirred the drink whenever cast members were reunited at conventions. But lest we forget, Uh, He was a working actor. He worked steadily in movies and television in the decade prior to the Virginian. Oh, yeah. He started out at MGM, but he wasn't really a a big success at that because he never got beyond uncredited bit parts. Uh, Then he got to 20th Century Fox, and he he got some better films. Uh, Perhaps one of his earliest films that is still shown on TV today is Love Me Tender with um, Elvis Presley. And he played, uh, James Rory played one of the uh, the brothers. Um, Elvis Presley was also one of the brothers, but Elvis Presley stayed at home during the um, American Civil War and his brothers went off fighting for the Confederate Army. And when they came back, um, Elvis Presley's character had married one of the brothers' girlfriends. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't too smart of him. So um, that started a lot of conflicts and stuff. But, um, yeah, that was James Drury's perhaps first role where you remembered him from. And we'll talk some more about the career of James Drury, including some of his memorable television appearances before and after The Virginian, when we continue our conversation with Paul Green at the end of our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out. Then we'll take a look at this week in TV history right after this. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your Structured Settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a Structured Settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now, and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free and it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987-800-965-7987-800-965-7987-800-965-7987. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon... Gemstones of Narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, 
Tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.